Hello, my name is Minda Hartz, and I'm your host of Secure the Seat, your weekly podcast that helps women of color secure their seat at the table. Now, for those who may know, there's a woman who I adore. Uh, Her name is Shirley Chisholm, and she said, if they don't give you a seat, bring a folding chair. And I like that philosophy. I absolutely do. But when you get your seat, rather, it's a stool, a bench, you sit in there Indian style, however you get to the table or whatever table you end up creating, it's important that we know what to do when we secure it. That's the key because you can have a seat at the table and never speak. You can have a seat at the table and never push any initiatives forward. So secure the seat is to help us build, grow, and thrive when we get to the table because that's important. The way you do that, the way you navigate the table is the entryway to allowing other women and adding more women of color to the table that you sit at. And so ultimately, that is the key. We want to add as many seats and secure those seats at the table so that we can influence change within the workplace. Because women of color are the most educated group in the country, and we're not represented in these spaces. So it's going to take us securing our seat and knowing what to do with it once we get it. So uh, this is week two of Secure the Seat. Uh, I've been enjoying it. Thank you for listening in. If you didn't catch our first episode, Get Money with Jamie Lee, leadership and negotiation coach, make sure you go back and check that out on Apple Podcasts or Anchor FM and uh, give us a review, leave a comment. Really appreciate that. And if you haven't been to the website, mindahearts.com or Twitter, mindahearts, let me know what you think and hashtag secure the seat. So today, my special guest is Belisa Patton Burrell. She's the founder and CEO of Narrative Evolution Communications, a marketing communications firm that focuses on cultivating authentic messages and helping clients refine their voice. And you can find her at narrativeevolution.com. And today's episode is called Nice for What? And I love me some Drake. I recently celebrated a birthday and I actually had a Drake cake. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, Minda Hearts, <laughs> you can find it. And I also just became an aunt. So um, I have a little boy. And so I'm so excited. It's been a great April kicking off. So uh, and of course, Drake dropped a really hot song. And so that made me happy as well. And I was thinking about a couple of lines in that song. And in it, it says, haven't let that thing loose, girl, in so long. You've been inside. You know, you like to lay low. I've been peeping out what you bring to the table. Working hard, girl. And networking is kind of like that. It takes work. Like sometimes we rather just lay low, work hard on our own, kind of be siloed. You might be an introvert. So you're like, I just want to stay in the house. I'll work my nine to five. And that's that. But it takes building. One of the key ingredients to success is networking, but not just networking for the heck of it, like going out to that Monday night meetup just because you got to be strategic. You got to figure out why am I here? What is my why? You know, if you're there just for the free drinks, then then you know your why. But if you're there because you want to meet three people for this particular reason or let three people know what you do or how you can help them, then you got to network for growth. And Valise is going to talk to us about how we do that because it's important. When I think about some of the successes that I've had uh, in the workplace and in entrepreneurship, it's because of the relationships that I've cultivated. It takes relationship building. And even on those days where I'm feeling the most introverted, I have to find my inner 
uh, extrovert and say, come on, girl, we got to make it happen. We got to get out in these streets and do what we got to do and make some moves. And that's essentially what you have to do. And, you know, I had a great network when I lived in Los Angeles and then I moved to New York City a few years ago and I had to start all over. And I tell you the truth. I the last thing I wanted to do was be out in the New York streets um, trying to create new relationships. It takes a lot of work, but you have to do it. We have to do it. And not only that, networking doesn't just happen outside of the workplace. It also happens inside of the workplace. And I think we don't talk enough about the internal network that we have to build to make it to the table, to secure that seat. Um, going out to the, hap- the happy hours or the conferences, those are great too. But if you want to secure a, a seat in the company you're at right now, there's some networking internally you have to do too. And um, we'll, we'll get into that. So let's meet Belisa. And I have some great questions for her. And you can find her on Twitter as well. And go to mindahearts.com later on. And you can check out the show notes. And we'll get into it. Hi, Valisa. Welcome to Secure the Seat. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I know I gave a little bit of bio uh, before we got started, but if you'd like to tell the the listeners a little bit more about yourself, I'd love to hear it from your mouth. Sure. Um, And I think this is in my bio, but really, um, I love stories. I'm a reader, and as podcasts have grown, I'm now a listener of those stories. And and I'm at a point in my career where I am in help mode. So I love seeing um, women getting out into their network, starting podcasts, and the invite was, um, thank you. I'm flattered and honored and said, you know, you would want to hear what I have to say. But also, I if I can help anyone with my experience and my perspective, I feel like it, it was it was worth. Awesome. And and that's what it's all about when, you know, as we get into talking about networking, it's um, I mean, we met online uh, via social media on Twitter. And and that's just one way that people can can reach out to people. But I'm wondering your thoughts on why do you think it's important for women of color to build their network and find their tribe? Man, I, I, as I started writing my notes, I'm like, this could be like half of the conversation right here. <laughs> it's just, it's so crucial to, to what you're trying to build. And especially as women of color uh, are becoming such a, a growing number of people who are starting their own business, your network really determines how quickly you'll get to what success looks like for you, um, as well as how people know what you're offering, whether that's a service or a product. Um, so basically, it's, it's amplification. And I can say, you know, personally, um, as I've grown and expanded, both personally and professionally, um, I've had different needs along the way. So being able to tap into my network call up a friend or take someone out to lunch um, and do know that if you invite somebody to lunch or coffee or dinner or whatever, with the purpose of, you know, getting into their network or asking something of them, it's on your tab. Um, but um, being able to tap into that network and say, hey, I, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I'd love your help or I'd love your perspective or if, especially for someone who's been there before, perspective is great. And you take it with a grain of salt because everyone's journey is different, but being able to reach out to people and say, 
you know, this is what I'm trying to do. I would love your your help. Um, as I as I've found being able to reach out to get people's help, people want to help. They just need to know how to help you. Um, and knowing <laughs> that you can reach out to people and, and having those contacts before you actually need it. So it's like having the thing that you need when you don't even know that you need it. And when you do need it, you're like, oh, I already have that um, kind of in my in my arsenal. And I think your network really is an arsenal. It's, it's how can you equip yourself for success? Um, and then I know uh, you talked about your tribe. Um, and I love that you put your in quotations. Um, I think when you start to build your tribe, it, it just enriches your life. Um, and it's the binds that connect you, especially people who have experience that you've had um, as a woman of color. Um, it's kind of unspoken, you know? Um, yeah. They know what it's like to be the only person at the table or in the boardroom, or in my case, sometimes the yoga room. And a lot of the things that you would have to explain to um, either a man or someone who's not had those same experiences as a woman, you don't even have to explain it because it's like, you get it. It's kind of that head nod that you give, like, you get it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I love that you touched mm-hmm. on amplification and having that arsenal, having it before before you need it. And I think I often hear, you know, black and brown women say, well, I don't want to network or you know, I'm an introvert or, or, or that sort of thing. But what would you tell that woman who says, you know, I'm an introvert, I, I can't do it. Um, how do they push through that? You get better with practice. And I, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, over the past decade or so that I've been in a professional space, um, I've been that person that is holding on to my glass of wine and talking only people that I know, and I realized that when I really needed to reach out to people, I didn't know them as well as I thought that I did, or um, going to them felt unnatural because I hadn't cultivated that relationship. So if you're not someone who's you know, out and about and really trying to talk to people and really trying to build your network as large as possible, think about not going um, like for numbers, but going for depth. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about depth, I think it's quality over quantity. So I know some people think, oh, you know, you have 2 million followers on Instagram and, you know, you're tapped out on LinkedIn with your network, but how well do you really know those people? And that's right. not to say that that doesn't work for some people, but I would rather be able to pick up the phone, send an email and know that it's going to get replied to um, than say, I know 5,000 people and I have 2 million followers. Like that, that's not as, valuable to me. And then the other thing that I would say for people who um, who sometimes struggle uh, with getting out there, with putting themselves out there, is get an accountability partner. Um, I will say, if you do have that that homegirl, that homeboy that is always there to go to a networking event and they're, you know, your accountability partner, don't let them be your crutch. So don't be that person that's standing in the corner with your glass of wine and not talking to other people. Challenge each other to go out and say, okay, you go and talk to two people, I'll go talk to two people, and then we'll meet up <clears throat> and we'll see if there's any um, way that, you know, the people that I've talked to that would be good for you and the people you've talked to that would be good for me. So it's the safety net in a way, but not so much in a way that you're leaning on them and you're never going to go talk to anybody. Yeah, that's good because we do get caught up in that, 
you know, we come together and then we just talk to each other, right? We could have stayed at home yeah. for that. <laughs> and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Person. I'm at that point, I'm like, is, could I be at home? Yeah, I'm going to be at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one, Me and one of my girlfriends, uh, we used to go out um, maybe once or twice a week to try to meet new people and network. And we'd, uh, you know, we, we found that we would be there talking to each other. And then we started to push each other. Like you said, the accountability partner saying, hey, before we leave this, event you have to talk to three people i got to talk to three people that we don't know and we you know we kind of make a game out of it yeah yeah challenge each other i mean there there is no growth without stretching and it's going to feel uncomfortable just try not to let it show like don't be that awkward person that you find one person that you really like and then you just monopolize their time <laughs> don't be that person because i i've been on the receiving end of that i'm like oh i'm just Oh, what's going on over there? Like recognize that, you know, in the same way you wouldn't want your time monopolized. You don't want to do that to other people. Um, and, and social grace and being able to move fluidly is is a skill. And, and like I said, if you're not practicing it, you'll never get it. So you might be awkward at some points, but um, people tend to take it, you know, kind of with a grain of salt, but try, really try. Yes. Yes. And we're all, even the like probably the top one extrovert, there's always that, that awkwardness. I think at, depending on who you're interacting with, you're always going to feel it. So you have to push through it. So I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that kind of brings me to another thought on um, just, you mentioned quality over quantity. And what tips would you have for women on how to create a network for real growth? Um, not just all these numbers and, but the real cultivation, how does that happen? You, I would say start from knowing what your needs are um, and going into a room with knowing whether you're looking for connections, whether you're looking for contacts or whether you're looking for advice. And I just really reached kind of a tipping point in the way that I network. I think I spent the majority of my 20s in that I'm trying to receive. Um, and it was different just because I was working in a corporate environment. So I didn't really have an individual need as much as I just want to meet people. Um, but once I started going out on my own, I started coming from a place of going in with a giving heart. Yes, I definitely had a need. I definitely um, needed advice. I needed all of the things I listed. I needed advice. I needed connections. I needed contacts. Um, but I knew if I went in with my hand out to receive only or receive first, it would be um, disingenuous. And people would feel that. And people would feel used. And they would put up a wall. And so I knew that my first impression was going to be so um, important going out as an independent um, freelancer, contractor, consultant, that I had to come in to a room thinking, how can I help people? And once I had that mind flip, once I had the, how can I be of service to people? It really was a game changer. Um, and, and in the course of asking, in the course of truly listening, not listening to reply, but listening to understand, I found there were still ways for me to talk about what my needs were, but not lead with them. And then people felt like poured into, so they wanted to do the same for me. Um, and then I, so I'm a big fan and I would say to your readers, the four agreements, I love it. Um, but especially don't take anything personally. Like yeah. 
you're, you're going to meet people that are in different places in their life, different places in their entrepreneurial journey. And if you take things personally, if you just don't vibe with people, it's okay. Nine times out of 10, it's not you personally. It's just, you're just not going to vibe with everybody. And that's fine. Yeah, that's important to note. I think that, you know, you're not going to be friends with everybody. There's there's levels to it, right? You you, you might Literally. be best friends with some, and then it may take like years before you really dig deep, or you may never get past that surface. I think we just have to be comfortable with that, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's like everybody's not going to have what you may need at this point. So think of it as like the long game. If you're going into it and you think like, I got to get a return on my investment, I paid $20 for this ticket, I got my two glasses of wine, like I got to get something out of it, you're going to lose because you're going into it with a limited mind frame. But when you go into it from the point of abundance, like what can I do for five people in this room before I leave? What connections can I offer to make? What can I seek to understand about what their needs are? You come out with so much more. And I sound like such a hippie (laughs) in my own brain, but I really do believe that. No, I agree with you because I think that we live in this culture of me, 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 you know, what can I get out of this? And don't, you know, if I can't get what I need, then you're bothering me, et cetera. And I think you do, it's that reciprocity. It it goes both ways. And you may have to give a few times before you get, and you have to be comfortable with that. Now, of course, recognize whether or not you're being taken advantage of, like keep your eyes open third eye too. But, you know, you might (laughs) give a few times before you get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, it it brings me to another point. And I I know we, a lot of people talk about it on social media, but how you reach out to people. So say you were at the cocktail party and you were vibing with someone and you exchange Mm -hmm. cards or email addresses, or in this day and age, uh, Twitter handles, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) How do you reach out um, and follow up or how do you reach out to someone that you don't know, but you want them to be a part of your network in some way, shape or form? That was a really good question. Um, I would say number one, a warm introduction is the best. So I, I'm very strategic about, and especially um, I'm, I'm in Dallas and Dallas is very much a who you know, kind of city. Um, so those warm introductions are really helpful to get in people's inbox to get to see that, oh, it's coming from a friend as opposed to coming from someone I don't necessarily know. <laughs> Excuse me. So if there's someone who's linked to the person that you want to know and you feel like it's a strong enough connection between you and that mutual person, reach out to them and say, hey, this is who I would like to know. This is the reason that I would like to know them. Can you make an introduction for me and go from there? Um, and then that kind of goes into know the best way to reach out to people. I, I love the conversations that bloggers and influencers have on social media uh, and their frustration about people dropping into their DMs or dropping into their comments. And it blows my mind that people would be so obtuse to think that if I get into this person's comments of the 20,000 comments they had and say, hey, we should link up. Here's my email address. They're going to be like, whoa, I've got to stop everything that I have going on. Look at this random comment and email this person. Like, they don't know who you are. And that's not to say that they shouldn't know who you are, but you have to know how to approach them correctly. Dropping in people's DMs, dropping in people's comments, 
most times people, <clears throat> especially if you're looking to connect with influencers and bloggers and things like that, they have a little button that says email. Definitely use that. Use that. And for people in business or, you know, really higher up people, if you can get that warm intro, um, email and, and make a specific ask. Dropping in someone's inbox to kind of stroke their hair and tell them how great they are, I'm sure they, you know, maybe they appreciate that. Maybe they needed an ego boost that day, but it's not really getting to the point of why you're in their inbox. So be specific about what it is that you are reaching out to them for. And then make your follow-up and how you would like to connect with them part of that. So ask them, is it better to do, you know, a 15, don't say quick, be specific, a 15-minute phone call just so, you know, we can do an informational conversation, or perhaps I could take you out for coffee. I see that your office is in such and such part of town. I can come meet you. I'm available this day, this day, this day, between these times, these times, these times. What time and what day and time work for you? I say make it hard for them to tell you no. And in my experience, it actually right. really helps. Um, and then <clears throat> if you don't hear back, be easy. Like following up two days later when you email someone you don't know, give it a week. And, and I will say do follow up, but be gentle about it because people are busy and they're booked. But if they see that you show understanding and you're trying to give a bit of grace in your follow-up, you'll get a lot further. Wow, you just dropped a bunch of gems uh, about that. And, you know, for the person that might be doing the most, what would I know? I'd, what do you think about when is enough is enough? You know, <laughs> after you've done all the follow up and they're just not responsive. So I, I, I've been told that I am the queen of follow up and I, I don't I didn't know whether to take it as a compliment or not at first. But I was like, you know what? I am I'm persistent. Um, but I also recognize sometimes you're just not going to get places. You're not going to get where you want to be. So um, I want to say it's, um, I believe it's my league teal who had really, um, a really great perspective on like your no, it, it's not a no, it's like maybe no, not right now. So I will definitely ease off the gas and be like, you know what, I'm going to give it a month or two. And if I either see an article that I think um, would be useful for them or you know, especially in communication, you see somebody's worked on a campaign that's gone really well and just say, hey, drop this link, say, hey, I saw this project that you worked on or I came across this article that I thought would be really useful. Um, pull out a quote that really resonated with you and just say, hope you're doing well. That's fine. You're not asking for anything. They're free to ignore that or free to be like, oh, that was that person that was reaching out to me. I really meant to follow up with them. And that opens the door. Um, so it may, again, take some time, but you have to think about the long game. Yes, I think that's the key, the long game. If you're looking for the quick, you know, quick response, mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm glad you said that because I think we have to learn to manage our expectations. So I, I have thoughts, and I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent about managing expectations. So before I got married, when I was dating still, I realized how important it was to manage expectations, and this is personally and professionally, because if you don't know what you will and won't do, um, and whether that's projects you want to work on, people you want to deal with, attitudes you'll deal with, you will, you'll push your, your red line back and back and back, especially when you're at a beginning part of your career, whether it's your entrepreneurial journey or your um, corporate journey, 
you have to know what you will and won't deal with. And you don't always have to necessarily express what your expectations are. Sometimes it's just holding that fast inside your your conscience, like I I know the things that I want to deal with and the things that I don't want to deal with, and I have to be willing to walk away from people and projects and plans that are just not serving me. So uh, I, that's, I'm a big expectations person. That's great. No, it's important because, you know, we'll fall into that sunken place if we don't manage our expectations <laughs> <laughs> properly. Not the sunken place. <laughs> it can happen, you know, especially if you don't, maybe you met a lot of people at the networking event and nobody's writing you back for a while. So it's, it's a long game, like you said. Yeah. 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 Again, don't take it personally. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's, you know, one last question about networking. You know, are there any misconceptions around networking that you think uh, we need to come to terms with or understand? We touched on it um, earlier when we were talking about the idea of the immediate return on investment. Like, I'm going to go to this event, I'm going to meet 10 people, and all of them are going to give me what I need. People will come into your life and they will serve different purposes for different times. And, and I say that going into the second year of my business, there are people that I am just now talking shop with, but I've known them for years. Um, and they just either didn't have an opportunity that they thought would work for me or that they wanted to work with me on. And again, I can't take it personally because they have their expectations and they have their standards and there may be something that they need to see from you before they say, okay, I'm going to extend my brand and my reputation to work with this person. So <clears throat> there is a, a level of proving it that you have to do. Like have, have some, um, what's the word I want to use? <clears throat> have some pride in your work, but also recognize like you still have to prove yourself. Like you, you can't, you can't have too much pride because then there, there comes the fall. Um, and then, Tell people what you do and need concisely and regularly so it's at the top of their mind. Because I, I think people think, oh, well, you know, I'm doing such great things. People are going to know me and they'll know what I want. And if you don't <clears throat> do a good job of communicating that, no. I mean, I might know who you are, but I don't know what it is that you do, especially if you're trying to do everything for everyone. So learn how to share yourself and your message and your skills um, concisely and regularly. I love it. The, those are great things. I, I think as as women, but as women of color, if we you know hone in on some of our networking skills, um, you know, sky's the limit. Uh, you've given us so much great stuff. I wish we can continue on with the conversation. But how can people find you? So let's see. On Instagram, I am Valisa. That's V E L E I S A P Burrell B U R R E L L. And on um, Twitter, I'm Belisa P. And on, um, here you go, and I don't think there are many Belisas, so you literally could just <laughs> search my first name and you'll probably find me. And then on um, LinkedIn, I'm Belisa Burrell. Awesome. So make sure you connect with her, shout her out. Yeah. If there was something that you're really feeling from the conversation, which I know there'll be a lot of things, you know, at her, at me, at Minda Hearts and hashtag secure the seat. Before I let you go, Valisa, I have to ask two questions. 
what is your favorite lap, rap lyric and why? You know, I love rap lyrics and I cannot let you go without telling me. <laughs> that was such a hard one. I had to think about like what what rap lyric right now gets me really hype. And it's actually, it's Cardi B's, cause she, look, she's having her moment and I am here for it. Whether you like <laughs> rap, whether you like her, she is having her moment and the glow up is real. Go, go girl, Absolutely. get it. But she, she says on Motorsport, why would I hop in some beef when I could just hop in a Porsche? You heard she gonna do what to who? That's not a reliable story. So now every time that comes on, I'm like swerve, swerve in my car a little bit. Danger on the road, but it gets me, it's just a, it's a perfect way to end her section of the song. But I also took that like, why am I going to involve myself in some mess? Why am I going to get in the gutter with gossip and pettiness when I could be over here silent and succeeding? So there are some people who look, they love to talk about who said what, well, this is a word on the street. Have you seen? I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. And I try to minimize my engagement with people who spend the majority of their time talking about other people. And that's just something that I had to learn in maturing and growing up and what fed my spirit. So I, I want to know what's going on with you. I want to support you. But the moment I recognize that the majority of your conversation is she's doing this. I heard that. Did you see this on Instagram? I'm like, oop, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I got to go. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm here for Cardi's glow up too. Um, so you got to catch the wave. Um, and then lastly, you know, the show is called secure the seat. What does secure the seat mean to you? It, it's the idea and the, and the reality of making moves focused on your goals, delivering, and bringing your throne to the table. So not your, not your pull-out chair, not your lawn chair, but your throne because you've earned it. And again, like I said, a lot of people will go off at the mouth and, and present in social media that they're doing such great things. But the reality is your work speaks for itself. So you can be fronting about what you're doing. In reality, you're not really doing that much except for posting. Um, so, you know, sit up tall and speak from a place of experience and mastery, say it with your chest. And that's what secure the seat means to me. Wow, I'm like all in awe of that. I love that, bring the throne. That's that's awesome, I love that. I, I can't wait for the women to hear this episode and men too, uh, we don't discriminate. Uh, you gotta secure- Men need the words, men need the words. <laughs> they need it too. So uh, it's been so much fun. Thank you for being a guest on Secure the Seat. And um, I'll see you on the internet. Thank you for the invite. I'm so happy to talk to your audience. You guys find me, talk to me, let me know what you thought. Um, and shout out to you for building this platform. Like really, you can't see me. I'm, I'm, I'm bowing a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. I had such a great time having a conversation with Felisa. She dropped so many jewels. So make sure you check out the show notes at mindahearts.com. Make sure you hit her up on Twitter and uh, make sure that you hit hashtag secure the seat so that we know what you're referring to. Thank you again for joining in. Make sure you go to anchor FM to check us out and also at Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a review and a rating. I'd love to hear from you. It's all about creating that space and creating seats. So make sure you get out there and nice for what? It's networking. 
That is why we do it. We're not just networking for the heck of it, but we're networking with purpose. And as Valisa said, it's quality over quantity. So have a great day and I'll see you next Wednesday. 